morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Chasing. Let me get my theme song done here. All right. Let's talk about uh, market conditions. Uh, what's going on? It's May of 2023. Um, everybody's getting mixed signals. I'm going to clear that up here real quick. And I'm also going to talk about, I was, um, they have the rankings coming out for Real Trends, which is Wall Street Journal's rankings on the agents and the teams for 2023. So a reporter called me up. I was on some list to get an interview. And she asked me the question, what's the key? What's, what's one word that is a key to success um, that she can share? I said, easy, it's collaboration. So today we're gonna to talk about collaboration, some examples of how collaboration saves sellers a ton of money. And, and I'm gonna get around to exactly how that, how that happens. But first of all, a couple news items that, that went around this week. One, we took a snapshot of the market. In Vienna, over a million dollars, 44% of all homes that are pending are our sales. So, you know, we look at the market and if you take that 44% out and all of our houses are selling in the first weekend, um, the picture is not that good. It's 45% of the homes are under contract, which is close to a buyer's market. The average days on market is 29. That's terrible. So, you know, it's kind of a tale of two cities. Um, there's no other agent that has more than one home pending. Um, and, and we had like nine. So, you know, when you talk about authenticating information, when we talk about things in this show about predictive analysis and preparing homes and markets and reading markets and doing pricing models and, and how we negotiate contracts and all that stuff, this is not a, um, you know, this is authenticated stuff. This is, uh, if you have one person that has 44 or one team that has 44% of the market share and over 1.5 million, we have 75% of the market share. So six out of eight homes that are pending are our sales. Let me let me just quickly go, go to these two charts real quick. So, so this is what it looks like over 1.5. See down here you have, you know, six. And then you have two under contract, so that's 75%. But all the rest of these are active. There's 11 active and there's two pending. So that's 18% of the homes are under contract. Look at the days on market for all these homes, right? So why would a home sit on the market for 18 days, 26, 12, 99? I mean, there's something wrong here, right? So, um, is it a bad market for these people? Well, it's a great market for these people, right? So these guys all are selling really fast and these are just sitting around. So, so what we talk about on this show is just legitimate authentication of this is kind of the way you want to do it, right? Okay, so let me see if I can just grab one other thing that I'm looking for in here. Um, okay. So let's take a look at what it is today, right? So today, this is the inventory for 2023. And we know that things are down 29, 30% across the board in inventory. These are sales, corresponding sales, right? So basically the red is year to date. This is, this is year to date. We're down year to date. This is month, um, the month of May 
versus the five-year average. This is the year to date. This is the month of May versus the average. So you can see the inventory is not as bad as it was, but it's bad. It's still down 20%, 22, 23%. So still down in inventory. And of course, sales are down 38% year to date in Vienna, 30% in Fairfax County. And across the board, you can see their averaging is 30%. So sales across the board are down 30%. This is why you got to understand the market because in two and it's a great time to sell. It's a perfect time to sell. Oh, sales are down, bad time to sell. No, 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 perfect time to sell. Let me tell you why. Because the inventory is so low, uh, 23 or 28, whatever it is, of our listings all sold in the first week, all have multiple contracts, all sell for $100,000 over list price. So no, great market, great market, right? For sellers, if you know what you're doing, right? If you do it right. Now, in 2016, sales were up 20% or 22%. And everybody's like, oh, that's a great time to sell. Wrong. It's a terrible time to sell because inventory was up 50%, 60%. So the inventory was creating this massive amount of sales, but the competition was holding prices down. So in fact, even though the number of sales went up, the prices went down. Why? Because of inventory. And that's why you've got to keep your eye on the inventory. Look at the inventory, then the sales will follow. But, you know, good time to sell? Yes. Is it a good time to buy? Absolutely. And let me tell you why. How can that both be? Well, I'll tell you why. Because there's a lot of agents that overprice house and underprepare houses. Now, understand this. Just, just wrap your arms around this. It is very difficult, and we're going to talk about collaboration here in a minute and how this whole thing works, but, but let's take an agent that doesn't collaborate with the seller, that doesn't have them prepare the house. So we'll go into a house, and we'll say, you need to put in $8,000 or $10,000 to fix the house up. Seller doesn't want to do it. You know, we don't want to do it. But if you put in $8,000, you get back like eighty dollars or $100,000. So we know it's right, so we, we are kind of firm that this is the right way to go. But a lot of agents don't do that. A lot of agents just want to get the listing. So they'll overprice it, they'll underprepare it, and they sit on the market. Uh, let's see. They sit on the market, right? So if I'm a buyer, I'm going after these houses. I'm going to go on, I'm going to find out what the right price is. I'm going to find a house that has good bones, but needs, needs, um, cosmetic work right once you go in once you put in the eight thousand dollars and then turn it a hundred thousand dollars nicer right so so if i'm selling i want to put the cosmetics in to get the bigger price if i'm buying i want to find a house that doesn't have the cosmetics put in so i can put the cosmetics in and increase the value of the house so if a home looks bad or it's overpriced right that's my target that's my target. Good location, nice lot. Yeah. Good bones. So go on and do the cosmetic work yourself. Okay. So, you know, in my opinion, which is or isn't worth whatever it's worth. Um, let me see. Did I have you guys on share screen? I thought I did. I thought I did. This is what I was looking at when I was talking. Here's 
you know, there's 11 total homes other than mine. Two are under contract. 11 here are, are active. So my point is, see these houses? There's only 18% of them under contract. I would go after those houses if that's my price range. Whatever your price range is, 500, 800, 900, a million five, whatever it is. Go after these houses. Is that a good buyer's market? You bet your ass it is, right? So this is the uh, why it is a good buyer market, right? This down here, our listings, is why it's a great seller market. Annie's way. $60,000 above the next highest offer. 130 grand over list price. Francis Young, almost $100,000 over list price. Plum, 75. Coral Crest, I don't know. He's 100, 120, something like that. John Marshall Astro. So, you know, if I'm if I'm looking at selling, I'm doing what it takes to to make it right, right? So if I'm buying, I'm looking at what people didn't do right. That's what I'm going to buy. So let's go to collaboration. This is this is the key. This is the kind of the this is the story of the day. The, the reporter asked me, give me the number one word that is the key to your success, and it's collaboration. I'll give you a perfect example. We have a house we're going to go out and take a look at. I'm pricing it at 1.8 million. Kevin, my son, prices it at 1.7 million. He's awesome. He's a numbers guy. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong, right? So this is not a I'm right or you're right. This is a collaborate on which comps did you use and I didn't use and which one would you throw out? And how would we look at this? And when all was said and done, it's a $1.7 million house, right? So sometimes I'm right. Sometimes he's right. But we got to figure out who's right. Because if we went off at 1.8 million and it sat like the rest of those, now it starts to dwindle. And before you know it, we get under 1.7. We put it on for 1.7, we might get 1775. So again, there's a $100,000 difference in this process, okay? So collaboration. I have somebody I collaborate with, you know? And then I collaborate with the agents and I collaborate with the sellers, you know? So we all arrive at what the number is. I bring facts. I bring, I bring history and um, historical data, and I bring facts. The seller, just one second. I, Morgan doesn't call me unless something's wrong. Hi, sweetie. Hey, Daddy. I was just making sure um, you were still, you were good for 11. Yeah, I'm good for 11. I'll see. I'm doing coffee with Casey. Oh, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. Usually they call me to tell me you guys can't hear me. So anyways, collaboration. There's Morgan, right? So Morgan and Kelly and Colby and Pat and Pam and, and Billy, when we go to a house, there's two of us. There's never one. There's two of us. Because, you know, we need to get a feel for the sellers. We need to have tackle, tactical empathy. We need to understand where they're coming from, what they need. We need to understand the house, what's in the house. Perfect example. The call she's talking about, I'm going to be setting the price on a house in Vienna, which is a phenomenal house on Drew Lane. It goes on the market today, by the way. So this house is owned by an engineer, right? And this engineer has done things to the home that homes don't have, like the way you wrap your HVAC units, the, the, 
the pipes are bigger than any other house you're going to have. And why, why is that? You know, well, because for engineers, the flow of water, that's important, you know? So, so an engineer is a detailed person takes great care of their house. So we need to collaborate with them. We need to understand what the benefits of this house are. We need to understand his expectations on pricing. I need to bring the, the historical data of what the pricing sells. Then we put it out on the market. This is the ultimate collaboration. We put it out on the market for seven days on our coming soon. We do a predictive analysis. Now we have the opinion of the buyers, which is the ultimate collaboration. The buyers are saying, nah, I don't think we're interested at that price. So there's no buyer pool there. Again, the ultimate collaboration, we drop the price, we launch at a lower number. And I will tell you that every time we drop, and I just did the numbers this week, every time we drop the price in a predictive analysis, we average nine, so we'll drop at $50,000, we average $93,000 over list price. So remember, the only reason I would drop the price is if I have nobody coming, nobody's interested, it's not going to sell at that number. So let's let's take 1.85. Not going to sell at 1.85. We need to go to 1.8. Ah, sold for 1.9, right? So the only way to get to 1.9 is to go down from 1.85 to 1.8, find the buyer pool and move your way up. That is the ultimate collaboration. So there's collaboration on, on setting the price. There's collaboration on what we need to do to fix up the house. Now, this is a key, right? Because before I would go in a loan, house looks great to me. I don't want to do the work. I don't have the time to babysit a bunch of painters and contractors and all that stuff. I just don't have that kind of time. So what is it going to sell for? That was before. Now, with all our team members here, with Kelly and Morgan and Colby and everybody, they're the ones that have that time to get the house in the right condition. They let us know what it needs for the 30-something buyers brilliant the it's a brilliant collaboration uh sometimes morgan and i will even argue she wins most of the time she's the buyer i'm not the buyer i'm 65 so so a collaboration on what needs to be done with the house then what is the seller willing to do we have to talk to sellers because sellers have to agree that fixing up is in their benefit right putting in eight thousand they're not going to do the work but they're going to pay for it 8,000 is going to bring me 80 to 100. Pretty easy equation. Um, so there's a lot of work that sellers have to do. Um, where are we going to price the house? What are we going to do to fix up the house? What are we going to do when the predictive analysis comes in? How are you going to react if we've got to go down $50,000? Now, it's easier when we say that every time we do this, we go up an average of 100. But it is what it is. It's hard to drop the price. But again, another collaboration. Right. Let's talk about the collaboration with the agents themselves. Okay. This is very important. So agents are going to show the property, right? We can either treat them like, oh, we're going to get 18 contracts coming in. You can do what you want, play hardball with them. But that's not what it is. We collaborate with those agents. We want your person to get the client. We have certain rules, highest and best offers, no escalation clauses. Sometimes agents have struggle with that, but we've proven that highest and best can bring you in 80 to $150,000 higher than the next highest bid. So we're pretty firm on that, right? But we still want their people to get the deal. We want to help them out. We want to help them with pricing. Um, 
they're 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 going well you know we like they really like the house it's, and i'm like okay well, let me show you how we price this house we think it's worth 1.5 million dollars um and i know it's listed at you know 145 we think it's worth 15 plus it has all these here's here's the model that proves that and it's got upgrades that we feel it's worth more we're not sure what people are going to bid for that but we're going to help that agent convince their buyer to put in the highest bid right we're going to say would your agent or would your buyer be disappointed if let's say they bid 1.5 million dollars and we said, would they be disappointed if somebody brought in a contract and won it and won five, two, five? Yeah, they'd probably be pissed off on that. Fine. Then I think you should be at one, five, two, five. That's your highest and best offer. We're collaborating to get them to move their offers up, right? So for you, Samson agents, right? You don't think we all know everything. We don't. We, we need to have somebody to, to ricochet it off. And I will tell you this, that Samson Properties, you know, which I own none of, right? I just run a team, little team, number one team in the state of Virginia, but number one team. So they don't take the commissions of the top producers, which allows them to bring in other people that they can work each deal with. You should show up with at least two people at every listing. If you're not paying a broker money, you have money to bring in a second to help you either collaborate with pricing, fix up of the house, do the work on the house, handle the buyers, you know, get out in front of contracts, work with agents. So, so yeah, I keep talking about partnering up. You know, you agents need to partner with people, right? In in one deal, I partner with, you know, Kevin's working on pricing and the, the agents are out there doing a lot of the work and fixing up the house and all of that. Why? I'm not paying Samson and Nickel. So I can pay more and have collaboration. I'd rather collaborate on 10 deals than do two deals. And again, let's just look at this. We have nine transactions in pending. All of them, every listing we have over a million dollars is pending, nine of them. And that's because I have somebody on the inside doing all the work and, and knowing what they need to do to get it ready and all that stuff. So, so collaboration is bigger, but let's get back to the agents. We're working with agents to try and get them to get to that high number. And, and we're not doing it in a bad way. We're doing it in a nice way. We're doing it in a constructive way. We're professional and we're nice. I don't want to piss anybody off. We don't want to alienate anybody. We don't want them emotionally detached. We want them engaged. So the collaboration goes beyond just collaborating with uh, Kevin on pricing or the seller on what we do or Morgan and Colby and all these guys and Billy and what we're going to do to fix up this house. This is, this is really a critical word here, collaboration, when you come in on this. Pricing is a collaboration. That's between me, Kevin, and the seller and the agent and what does Billy feel? What is, you know, the person sitting next to me just put four houses under contract, the same price range. What do you guys think? I mean, let, let's compare apples to apples here. So the other one in collaboration is with inspectors okay we have appraisers appraisers don't want to come in low they don't appraisers want to come in at the list price trust me it's a pain in the ass for them to 
come in at the right price, come in at a lower price, and then have everybody angry that lenders are mad, that everybody's mad, and uh, buyers are mad. You don't want that. So they're trying, trust me, they're trying to bring in their number. You need to collaborate with them. You need to help them. You need to tell them what are the benefits of this house? What does this house have that makes it worth $75,000 over another house that it comps out at? Highest and best offers. Um, that can't be put into an appraisal. So we need to, we need to build a model that the appraiser can look at and say, okay, I can get to that price. If I use this one, I can use, I can get to that price. Or a lot of times, because there's a lack of sales, we go to pending. It's like, hey man, there's two homes that are pending sales, and the agents have disclosed what their sales price is. You can use pendings. If they put those two pendings in, we get our price. Collaboration. Home inspectors, not the buyer's home inspector, our home inspector. So we'll call in Bob Lamb, um, who's a home inspector, and he does our houses prior to sale. Now, the quickest way to get your contract kicked out is to have a home inspection. There is no number two in how to get out of a contract. There's just number one, and it's a big one. It's a home inspection. They come in, a home inspector who doesn't want to collaborate with anybody, just wants to destroy a house and tell the seller that they owe you 25000 bucks. Then the deal blows up, right? If you tell my seller on Drew Lane that there's a problem with this house, his mind will explode because he's an engineer and he's got it perfect. I had the house of the person that is the, the guy that uh, NCIS, that show, NCIS, this is the guy. This, he lived in Oakton um, and he was the person they built the show around, right? His home was so meticulous, it was incredible. The fruit was stacked correctly. And if you open up the refrigerator, you go, holy geez, everything is stacked correctly. And it's all, oh my God, the house was immaculate. 42 items on his home inspection. His mind almost exploded. I mean, this is a detailed guy, right? And his wife is an FBI uh, agent. So everybody's detail-oriented in this family. And, and still they had 42 items. So the collaboration is between us sellers, me, and Bob Lamb, who is our home inspector, hey, this needs fixing, or this passes, or this doesn't pass, or this is what you need to do in order to make it pass. That is a collaborative effort between us and Bob that saves us on having to do home inspection. Thank God for Bob Lamb, right? Um, uh, and again, that whole concept is a collaboration from the Samson Properties uh, Mastermind Group, where all of us top producers get together and throw out ideas, um, not, not holding back on what we do, but everybody's opened up to, what about getting a home inspection before, um, uh, what about getting a home inspection before you, get, you list a house? Well, we haven't done that in two and a half years because we haven't had a home inspection. Then came July of 2022. Home inspections start coming out of the woodwork. Boom collaborate with a home inspector prior to listing, and now you got it. Collaborate with the settlement title people. Make sure you run title. Are we clear? Are we clear to go? Can we get everything done? Yeah. Collaborate with the lender. So in other words, this collaboration <clears throat> continues on throughout the whole thing. And if you miss one point of the collaboration, one, 
you fail. You fail. And I'll give you an example. And I'm not going to bring it up on the screen. But we've had 55% of the times we recommend that we drop the price 50000 and those sellers get an average of $93,000 above list price, right? But on one, the seller said, no, no, I do not want to drop the price. We're going to leave it where it is. And I will guarantee you that cost them $75,000, 75 grand, minimum of 75,000. Could have cost them more, okay? So everything was done right. The home prep was done right. The appraisal was done right. I mean, the inspection was done. You know, everything was done. But when we got down to that one part of the predictive analysis, the buyer pool was telling us we're not coming in at that number. We're just not coming in. And so I strongly recommended, didn't recommend, strongly recommended that we get this house lower in the price range. And I proved it 17 different ways. Um, maybe language barrier or whatever, you know, wasn't as, as well, but, you know, and they decided not to. And that's the only house that got hurt all year long. It's the only house that got hurt. Still sold the first weekend, but in my opinion, we got $75,000 less. So you can't collaborate all the way through this and, and come to the final thing. And I'm, when I say um, collaborate, I'm listening. We're listening. We're taking in all the data we can. We're just gathering data, man. But when all is said and done, there's going to be a recommendation. And the recommendation is going to be either I recommend or I strongly recommend or I definitely, strongly, definitely, definitely, strongly recommend. As Sarah would say, I 100% recommend. We got to do it. So it almost goes to the point of insisting. Um, and if, if, they, if they don't take that advice, we suffer. I don't suffer. I mean, we don't suffer. Um, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get paid. It's going to sell. But again, I'm a football coach. I want to win. I want to win. And I want to win big. I want to get as many points on the board as I possibly can. I want to get as many dollars as the bank as we possibly can. I don't like losing. I don't like losing. I don't like having a buyer in control of a transaction. I don't like getting less than I think a home is worth. So this collaborative effort has got to be a hundred percent, not, not, not halfway, not some of the way. So you agents, from Samson Properties, you need to really start thinking about your processes that you're going through, and and how do I can how do I collaborate on all of these things? What is the and and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody at Samson Properties. If you're an agent, you need to go to master class, and you need to take the classes for a guy named Chris Voss, who's an FBI hostage negotiator, and he he helps you find information from people, right? Take information, then use that information to come out with the correct answer. So it's called tactical empathy. And if, unless you have tactical empathy, you can't, you can't get the information out of sellers that you need or out of the agents that you need or out of inspectors that you need and agents. Let, let me give you a perfect example. Let me give you a perfect example. We're collaborating. Agent calls up. We submitted an offer for $1.5 million. Have your sellers, have your sellers come up to a decision yet? The list price was 1.4. They brought in a contract at 1.4. Tactical empathy now. Collaborate. Um, she said the buyers are very anxious. And I went, anxious? Question mark. So that's called mirroring. 
and you mirror the last word and let them expand on that word so you can get more information out of them. She said, and it had an escalation clause in it. So we're looking down the barrel of a $1.4 million contract and it's not going anywhere. She said, anxious. I said, well, anxious. And she said, yeah, they've lost five contracts. Bad, 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 bad. So by pulling that information out, thank you, Chris Voss. I said, no, I'm sorry, we can't do um, uh, escalation clause. We need your highest and best offer. Um, might want to get that in as soon as possible. Didn't just say we had other contracts. Just said, I need your highest and best offer. They brought in a $1.5 million, $1 million offer. They pulled the home inspection out. They pulled the appraisal out. And the seller's got $1.55 million. One word. In the whole collaboration process, that one word, anxious, got them $150,000. So, so as we're going through this, you know, as a professional, you know, a portion of your time needs to be in education. The education needs to be in um, how to get information so you can use that information in your transaction. Also, finally, we're at 11 o'clock, so I got to go. I got a call to make. We also have problems that are coming, going to come in. Contract may kick out, right? If a contract kicks out, we have, it's, it's a problem, but there's a plan. Here's the plan we're going to execute. And we immediately collaborate with the seller and say, okay, something happened. We, we've been dealt a new hand of cards. We got to play that new hand of cards. So, you know, we're going to fix this problem, right? So again, we need to re-collaborate, get re-going, inspections, all the rest of that, contract kickouts. So, so again, if there's one key word to success for, for your transactions, it is collaboration. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. I want to thank everybody on our team. And I don't mean just the agents. And I don't mean just the staff. I mean, I've got rave. My sellers are raving about the painters and the electricians and the carpenters. And everybody comes in and helps them work with their house. So if you need some help in real estate, you can call me at 703-508-2535 or text me. If you want to know what your house is worth, text me, right? Or you can email me at Casey at CaseySampson.com. We'll see you again next week on Coffee with Casey. Bye now.